0: Hello, everybody. We are back. I am Ray, and I'm Mama Belle. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So today we have decided to talk about relationships and having a healthy relationship. Um, so I am going to start with uh, some statistics on relationships. So Nearly 1.5 million high school students nationwide experience physical abuse from a dating partner in a single year, which is, in layman terms, is like one in every 10 high school students. One in three adolescents in the U.S. is a victim of physical, sexual, emotional, or verbal abuse from a dating partner, a figure... That far sees rates of other types of youth violence. Approximately 70% of college students say they have been sexually coerced. Girls and and young women between ages of 16 and 24 experience the highest rate of intimate partner violence, almost triple the national average. So I'm just going to talk about a couple signs of if you're being in an unhealthy relationship Um, number one would be neglecting yourself and only looking out for your partner or husband Um, if you're only focused on your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you're not taking time for yourself and everything just evolves around around them that could be considered an unhealthy relationship if you're only changing for the other other person or quitting activities you love and it's not mutual. So if that person is always um, saying like, if say you love to dance and they're like, Oh, I don't think you should dance anymore. Then you're not actually taking time for yourself. You're only thinking about um, your spouse or that relationship. If the person is always, or if you are always worried to have a discussion because you feel there would be a disagreement or because you fear of the disagreement or because um, it leads to some kind of abuse was that, whether that is excessive yelling, hitting, anything like that. Uh, the fifth topic or sign would be if they are controlling you and how you dress and criticize everything you do. So sometimes people are verbal verbally abusive in relationships and they're always saying like oh you look fat today or something like that or then they'll make up for it and like buy you something that would be a sign that you're in an unhealthy relationship and the last point i have is you do not make time for each other the relationship or marriage is just for the kids the children or it's basically a business arrangement Um, a lot of people stay in relationships because mainly they're thinking about their kids. Like maybe if we just wait till they get to middle school or wait till they get to high school, you know, then, uh, we can get a divorce or something like that. But you have to make time for each other because a lot of people get divorced. Usually it's over money or usually it's because they don't feel wanted or anything like that. So you have to make time for each other without the kids if you do have kids. And even if you're um, it's just y'all two, you just always have to make time. So I'm gonna lead in to my mom and we're gonna talk about healthy relationships. When
1: looking at healthy relationships, this is having a healthy marriage simply says that God ordained the sexual relationship between a man and woman for which they leave their parents and cling together and become as one. In a healthy marriage, you must learn how to work together. And then when we go to a healthy relationship, it deals with, number one, respect, equality, safety, and trust. Does this person respect you? Am I treated equally or am I being treated unfair? Can I really trust this person? Do I feel un? easy around this person when dealing with any type of relationships your spirit man should always speak to you if you've sensed something is not right. We all have an inner sense. Sometimes we stay in relationships Because we don't want to become embarrassed. Sometimes we stay in relationships because we want to say, I'm in a relationship. But do you really love this person? And I'm going to bring out seven steps dealing with a healthy relationship. The first step Number 1 is love. Does this person really love me? Does he or she really care about my feelings? Proverbs 17:17 17, 17 says, "A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity." Each relationship Must start with being friends first. You got to get to to know each other before you can come into a commitment. What do you think about that, Rachel?
0: Um, I was going to say I think that's probably the most important step is becoming friends. Uh, during that friend stage is when you learn about that person, you grow with that person, you can go to Bible study with them, grow with that person in that sense. So it's not just physical, but it's spiritual. You're learning about, you got to learn about their past, their family. And during this, I guess you could say child basis or child, you learn all of those different things. So I think that's a key thing cuz you don't want to get married with somebody and then you don't even know the simple thing as what's your favorite food or what's your favorite color something simple like that and that's that's a key key point.
1: Very good. I remember when I was dating before I met my husband, I had dated this guy, I think maybe a little over 2 years but i never met the guy's family and my inner spirit said something is not right about this man and time you date someone from that long and you know no one i mean i knew nothing about his family and it was the oddest thing And I made up in my mind, no, I'm not going to make a commitment with this man because I know nothing about this man. And I broke off the relationship with him because my spirit man kept telling me, no. And the key is, listen to the inner voice that's hidden within you.
0: So I guess... um... I'm going to ask my mom this question because you and dad have been married for how many
1: years? 35 years.
0: 35 years is a blessing. So I would say what made the difference between uh, the guy that you said, like you didn't know anything about his, basically his past for real. So what, uh, what was the difference for what made you see that Rock was the one for you? Well, with him, the first
1: thing which made me draw closer to my husband was, he said, before we go out on this date, um, I want you to meet my grandmother. Because at that time, he was very close to his grandmother. And he said, I want my grandmother to meet you. And I was like well, Lord, we're going on a date, and i got to go meet his grandmama. Right,
0: right, right, So,
1: and I was like, this is like night and day compared to the relationship that I was in. And we went to meet his grandmother. It was such a wonderful experience. And after that, it was late. And he said, well, let's stop by Krispy Kreme Donuts. The light is blinking. I said, <laughs> ooh, it's Krispy Kreme. Time. Right. I said, yeah. So we went and got hot donuts and coffee. And I thought this was so special to me, uh, meeting his grandmother and then afterwards just sitting down and having a wonderful conversation about how much he loved his grandmother and his family. And I just thought that, hey, you know, this guy is
0: okay. And I think that's a key point, too, because um, it's I think you understand the person better when you know that they have this love for like like you said, your grandma or your mom, because you know that the way that they love them is how they're going to treat you. So it's easier to see an example or some kind of representation to give you a better feeling of am I going in the right direction, you know, with this person or not? Yes.
1: Number two, we talk about commitment. Um, is this person really committed to me, or does this person have others on the side? And this is something that sometimes men and sometimes women, uh, when the red flags are going up, commitment. In a relationship, each partner has to be committed towards one another. If I'm dating someone, I don't want you to have, um, I guess, so many different friends. Um, But that means you're not committed to me. And the song says, in Psalms 37 and 5, it says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Commitment. One thing, when I was dating my husband, we dated three and a half years. Personally, I felt that it was a long time. (laughs) And I was like, man, is this man going to make up his mind? But what I respected, what I respected in my husband was, he had a child. And he wanted to make sure not only that I loved him, but that I loved and respected his child. And was I was I going to be committed to helping him raise his son? And that's why I respect my husband today. Because when I made that vow to my husband, I told him not only was I going to be committed to him, but I was going to be committed to his son.
0: So I guess my question would be, uh, a lot of people feel like, well, what's the cutoff range for how many years? you should be in that dating stage. Because some women feel like, oh, shoot, after one or two years, I need him to propose. But then you also, like you said, you have to think about the male. Is he uh ready to take that next step? So I guess, how do you feel like, how many years? I don't want to say how many years is too long. <laughs> but um, when do you make that decision? Like, if you have been in something for that long and that person doesn't make, uh, you know, a commitment to go further. Like, when do you when do you make that decision? Like, do I stay? Do I do I move forward? Like, what do you think?
1: Well, I think the thing is you have to be on the same page. One thing about marriage, uh, you cannot rush into anything um and sometimes people are not rated but the thing is you have to come together and say um am I the one and sometimes women are afraid to say um am I the one or men are afraid to say I don't know I'm, I still got some more searching when that comes to that commitment you got to be committed you got to make sure when you dating, that you are on the same page and that you are on the same level. Um, don't ever give people mixed emotions. I think when you give people mixed emotions, you end up holding on to a relationship that neither one of you are happy, you just
0: in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I guess also, like, how do you deal with People who have been—they've been with that person for a long time, and they feel like they can't move on. Does that make sense? Because they've been, some people feel like if they invested so much time in that person, why should I start over? I, f- I feel. Some like people some people deal with that.
1: A, uh, yeah, some people are just afraid. I right, mean, maybe it's fear. Just fear. Yeah, they fear. They don't. They don't want to go back into the dating world. But I think it's horrible to just um, be in a relationship for years and years and, and, you know, just don't make that commitment.
0: Yeah. I know I talked to like um, a lot of my friends um, about (laughs) being happy because you know, like, you can, you have certain friends that you can talk about their past relationships and it's in a conductive or conducive environment (laughs) So it's just like you're comparing your relationships and you can see like, okay, now you're in a relationship where she values your time and you value her time and y'all don't have to be together 24-7, but like she has her friends and he has his friends and when they're together, they focus on themselves and when they're not, they have their own lives. I think, I guess my point is, I feel like some people get so encompassed with that person, that they don't have their own personal time and personal life. Right, right. Well,
1: that goes into point number three. Um, Doing a recap, number one was love. Number two is commitment. Number three, we're going to deal with trust. Um, Can I really trust this person? Proverbs 3, um, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And, and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Trusting. First of all, you got to trust God. I just can't see relationship lasting. And even some people that are spiritually based get divorced because sometimes that selfish spirit Come up, and then that controlling spirit comes up, um, which causes divorce. But one thing I can say in um, in re- my relationship with my husband is um, trust for each other. Trust. One thing I learned was I can go anywhere, and I have that freedom. I can travel you know with people and my husband trusts me like she's she's not gonna do anything crazy um I don't have to call him 50 times a day he's he's like well I know where she is I know she's gonna come back home I know she's not doing nothing crazy that's one thing that my husband respects me that he can trust me and I can trust him. Um,
0: And I was going to say, both my parents are not ugly. They are nice looking people. Everybody. (laughs) My daddy got the green eyes. (laughs) And he loved talking to people. So I think it takes a lot of strength from my mom to trust my dad because my dad just has this joyful, uh, talkative personality. And he gives his full attention to everybody. So uh, trust is a very important key and foundation to any relationship. And I think they, they embody that very well.
1: And one thing early on in our relationship with that trust factor was never start lying. Never start lying. I mean, the least little lie can lead to another lie, can lead to another lie. And one thing, whether I like it or not, I've always been truthful with my husband in our marriage. If something bothered me, my husband always knew. She don't like that. I remember one time he would give me um, tall green plants. And one time we was doing a marriage um, couples fellowship. And he said, yeah, I'll my my wife plants. I said, I don't like plants. <laughs> and everybody in the conference was like, oh my. I said, I don't like plants. If you're going to do something special for me, I love fresh cut flowers. And the whole conference, they were just totally quiet. It's like. Ooh, but I I said I have to be truthful with my husband you have to tell people Mm -hmm. or tell your mate if you don't like something that's the trust factor (laughs) be truthful
0: right right right
1: number four good communication and a whole (sighs) lot of relationships I'm rubbing my head y'all break up because (laughs) they don't know how to communicate with each other and it says a healthy relationship must develop a good line of communication with each other never leave a person second guessing learn to listen and stop talking so much a person has to feel first of all comfortable in order to share their thoughts. They don't want to be put on a chopping block just because they told you how they felt. Don't make a person feel real bad about themselves. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft anger turns away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. Grievous words stir up anger. Never go to bed angry. My grandmother had shared this with me. (laughs) Lord, sometimes there were days I said, Lord, this man done plucked my everlasting nerves. But I could always hear my grandmother's voice come back to me and says, Never go to bed angry. You gotta make sure you let them know when they have plucked your last nerves, but you let them know that, hey honey, I disagree. But you have to know how to talk to your mate when you disagree. It's the way you say, um, say it. And a lot of the thing with women we give off the wrong vibes with our body language. Mm-hmm. Smacking the lips, rolling the <laughs> eyes. If I was a black man, that would pluck my everlasting nerve too. <laughs> Shoot. Watch your body language. Watch your tone. As my husband would say to me, I'm not deaf. But sometimes God knows he don't hear. But I still <laughs> love him. Learn how to communicate effectively without anger attack. Don't attack each other. It's a way you can sit down and talk with each other without attacking each other. Shouting matches and false accusations is not the answer to any effective communication. You can't yell. I don't know why we feel that if we yell at a person
0: they're they gonna, gonna
1: hear it they gonna <laughs> hear it um if you've been around my family the more you yell the less we heal
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um it's the way and sometimes you have to research the way a person was raised
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um and that has a lot to do with it but um
0: but i think another key thing is um i know with a lot of different like organizations organizations that i'm in we do the five love languages mm-hmm. so it's like a survey where you take you act you answer questions and then they tell you what your love language is like some people it's affection some mm-hmm. people it's quality time right. um, some people it's gifts so um i think that's a key thing to start your relationship with so that you can kind of figure out like are you a person that needs affection every time or are you a person that you just need words of affirmation to say you're doing good today, Melody go forward. Or are you a person that you need a hug every morning to start your day? So I think that's like a, a good thing to to do that also falls in line with communication, but then you also learn the person as well. Yes. Amen. Um, Our fifth um, step is patience. Oh,
1: Patience, patience, patience. Everyone remember, it's not perfect. We all have some flaws in every relationship. Are you willing to work through a person's flaws? Do you have the time to grow together? Do you have the true love to help a person if that person has a flaw. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, The race that is set before us. We must stay patient with each other and not lose our tempers when things don't go your way. Because guess what? Everybody got their own way. But what is the right way? It's not about you. Romans 12, 1 says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continued instant in prayer. The key is prayer, prayer, prayer. Sometimes you say, well, I don't know how to pray. Just say, Jesus, help me. (laughs) That's the prayer. God wants us to be consistent in prayer. I guarantee you, if you keep saying, Jesus, help me. (laughs) Guess who's going to help you? Jesus. You don't have to have a long, drawn-out prayer. Mm -hmm. Just say, Jesus, help me. And he'll be right there to help you. Even when you are going through with people You have to ask God to give you patience to just deal with people every day. Because sometimes on your job, Lord, help me. You need patience. Lord, you have to say, Jesus, help me. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. That's the key. Somebody has to be the calm person. Yeah. Two angry people cannot handle nothing. You're right. Early on in my marriage, my husband, and I, Lord, I think after the fifth year of marriage, and I had one child, I said, Lord, have mercy. I was, Whoo! Lord, I'm a myth, I lost it. There were days when I lost it. I said, oh, I can't take this. I said, Lord, marriage ain't for me. Oh Lord, Lord. And I only had one child at the time. Mm-hmm. But Lord told me, mm <laughs> Hang on in there. The Lord said, uh-uh, you ain't going nowhere. You're gonna have to work through this relationship, build your trust up, build your faith up. It ain't him, it's you. I said, Lord, that's not fail. He <laughs> said, you begin to work on you first. Before you can correct somebody else. There you and go. that is so true. That's true. It's true. You got to work on you first. It will not be easy. I'm going to tell you. A healthy marriage. Healthy relationships. is not going to be easy. But you got to willing, be willing to stay in it. Mm-hmm. Philippians 4.6 says, be careful for nothing. See, sometimes we're so excited about how he looks. Ooh, he got six packs. Ooh, she got hips. Ooh, she got thighs. Hold up, hold up, (laughs) hold up, hold up. up. Be careful for nothing. Mm -hmm. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Learn how to thank God for the moment. God will honor your prayers when you are thankful with him. If you can't deal with your loneliness, tell God about it. God is an excellent listener and he will answer your prayers. A lot of times with single women, you ask us, any single woman, have you wrote, wrote down your plans? What are you looking for in a man? Mm-hmm. And they look at you like, what? what? What are you looking for? What do you want? What is the characteristics of the man that you're looking for? Start writing your vision. It was so funny when I did my um, couples, um, singles fellowship one time. I said, um, I had written down, I said, Lord, you know, I want a man that loves me. I want a man that respects me. I said, Lord, I want a man that knows God. I said, Lord, but I don't want nobody else's children. <laughs> and the Lord said, you are a selfish woman. Mm. And guess what? God gave me the man that everything I wanted, but the child, but the man had a child. And I said, thank you, Lord, for teaching me. Right. Because I was selfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't be selfish. Because everybody makes mistakes. Right. But you can't punish the man or the woman because they had a child. Mm-hmm. What you think about that, Rachel? Oh, I don't, I'm not in that situation. so no. <laughs> <laughs> just saying i'm just
0: saying that how do you think um um i think it's harder for i guess for people in my situation or or women that are single i guess they feel like if if we got to this point and we don't have kids why why would god give me somebody that has a child i guess that's that's the part of it that most women like most christian women are thinking like why why should i have to raise somebody, somebody else else's child, child if if i've got to this gotten to this point and i don't have kids i think that's that's where like people my age are right. thinking i mean that's
1: just the love that's the
0: love but trust me i love kids so yeah, that's not right, that's right. not an issue i just think that's what yeah a lot people of people my age think you know, but you can't be selfish and just like I
1: didn't know I was selfish. Yeah. I really didn't know I was selfish. but the thing was I had raised so many kids. Kids growing mm-hmm. up. I've been taking care of kids ever since I was like maybe yeah. fourteen years old. I mean but it comes
0: naturally for it me. It comes too. natural. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't
1: wanna deal with nobody else's kids. Right. But the Lord, you know, he had to change my heart. And as of today, I mean I'm still Taking care of kids. And I love kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got a calling, you got a calling. Right. Um. Re- but remember, God can do anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. don't lose heart and grow weary and faint if a mate has not come yet. It's says you know, don't don't lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly or doing right for in due time. Uh-huh. And at that appointed season, everything has a season. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has a season. You will reap if you don't loosen your or relax or or your
0: carriage and you, and or think. And yeah. I think even even not even talking relationships, I could just talk work. Right. Cuz you know everything I went through uh just work wise. Like just being the only minority, the only black uh female the only engineer at my job and all the struggles I went through with that. And I and you kept saying, nah, the Lord to look out. It's coming. It's coming. You can't, you know, you can't lose faith. So I just kept on applying, right. kept on applying. And you was like, when the right job and when God is ready for you to move in that season, he'll move you. Right. And, and it, it didn't come on my time, but I was like, God is getting a little sketchy at my job. So something going to have to shake. And something going to have to move. And it finally, you know, worked out in my favor. But like you said, it's everything in due season and everything in his timing. And we want it for ourselves, but maybe it's not our season to receive that, maybe. which what we want. <laughs> right. And, and the
1: things that you can't hear with God. And sometimes I thought I said, my mama said, oh, you're going to be an old maid. I said, oh, well. <laughs> but, but I had gotten to the point I said I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna rush into a, a relationship right I, mm-hmm. I'm just not I don't care what everybody else doing I know I have to be right yeah I'm going down this aisle whole hole I'm gonna be committed to this man I'm gonna be the best wife I can be mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the best mother that I can be I can truly say um God just blessed us.
0: But know? I think also, um, I feel like even in this single season, you also, like you say, you have to work on yourself, but you also have to get material to help build you up. So I know like I'm always getting a book, mm-hmm. a study book or or reading or listening to messages to help, you know, build myself up and also um, get knowledge because right. you need, you know, you need knowledge and you need the word to move forward Amen. in this, you know, in, especially in this time period that we are in. So it's no excuse for you not to at least read something every week, but read something that's going to build your spirit up. Right. Spirit man up. Yeah.
1: All right. Number six, dealing with a healthy relationship is honesty. You got to be free to tell your spouse or your friend, When you are hurting on the inside, uh, be open. I find um, we're dealing with people. They have a hard time opening up to what's going on the inside. And that still goes back to flaws. Sometimes um, we don't want our mates to know I'm dealing with something. But... I feel that your spouse or your mate needs to know when you are going through. Um, I have, uh, dealing with people. I have, um, people that deal with addictions. Um, but you can be healed when you got a praying man. And when you got a praying woman, you can be delivered from any addiction. Um, I find, uh, you know, doing studies that a lot of people are addicted to uh, pornograph. Mm -hmm. Um, um, You know, but come on. You know that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you looking at porno, that's not healthy. in no kind of relationship. Because don't come to my bedroom with no freaky stuff, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'll be like, what in the world? You know, you got to pray. But when they come to you, don't be abusive. Right. Because it took a lot for a person to open up to say, I'm dealing with this, honey. You know, and you go, oh, really? You know, Mm -hmm. it's the way you respond back to a person. But be willing to listen. Be willing to say, baby, I'm going to pray. And it goes back to that movie we saw, The Prayer Room. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie for everybody to watch, The Prayer <laughs> Room, because that old lady was a praying woman. Yeah. But we got to start getting down on our knees and having a special place that we can pray. I mean, that lady prayed so much that when you walk into the closet, they knew, the man knew that that was a room of prayer. When you walk into our home, anyone that comes in our home, they always say, your house is so peaceful. (laughs) You know, because Rachel can tell you, I pray all the time. We sing, we pray, we read, we sing, we pray, we read. So your house should be a house of prayer.
0: Yeah, I think about that uh, story I saw on the news where the tornado had went through the town. And the only thing that was still standing was the lady prayer closet. Right. She was in the closet. She was right. in the. I know it's not funny. She but was in the closet. Yes. The whole house was gone, y'all. I'm tell you, but prayer. the only thing that was I'm standing, I'm that was left standing, was her prayer closet. I'ma tell you, prayer ain't no joke. I we have
1: I've gone to on family vacation. Uh, we used to go to Myrtle Beach and talking about prayer and and, and honesty with God. And I learned to pray at an early age. And that year, a storm came, and we saw the storm coming across the water. I said, "In the name of Jesus, we cursed
0: that storm, get on back." And that year, that storm went on back. I wonder if that was that the year that um, I wonder if that was the year that Ron had had flew in from California. And I was... Me and Dad was in the truck going to to get him him from the airport. And it it was pouring
1: down. Yeah, we praying Like,
0: we couldn't even see. Like, Dad is praying the whole time. Like, I gotta get my child. I gotta get my
1: child. child. Right. Right. Because we cursed it. Yeah, so you was praying at the house. But me and Dad was actually, like, in the
0: car or in the truck trying to get him from the airport. We didn't want him (laughs) sleeping, you know, at the airport. But I think we... I think we still got a couple days out of that trip, but yes, then the storm came and it came, it, came it came back. It came back. It came back. It came back. Yeah, but the power
1: of prayer, like I said, goes back to honest. Be honest. So if if your mate is going through something, uh, we got to make sure it goes back to communicating with one another that we're honest with one another. That's our part number six. But part number seven is respect, and it says. When we dealing with respect, how do you treat me behind closed doors? How do you treat me around your family and friends? Am I just the booty call when it's <laughs> needed? And sometimes we in these relationships, we in what is called. Uh, my daughter's laughing, but it's the booty call relationships. It's that's- called uh booty call
0: hours in millennial times. <laughs> called what times? Booty call hours. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not a healthy relationship. And we as we
1: are supposed to be queens, right? We have to learn as women. I'm a queen. How do you treat a queen with respect? And a queen. Will take respect or show respect. A queen don't take no anything, and I feel as women, we need to start acting like we are queen. And a prince or a king, they don't settle for nothing.
0: I know, like a kitty, she always say, "I'm a queen," and, and when she come in the room, she expected you know, out of everybody. She commands the presence. Right. And she's Um, shown up a queen. Of being a queen when she enters any room. We are queens. Start
1: treating yourself as a queen. And we as women, we don't need to take a whole lot of mess off of people. We are queens. And don't take, don't settle for nothing less.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not your booty call. Oh, no. I'm a queen. And when you, like I said early on, when you don't know the family and they don't want to take you out in public, you know something wrong. Ding, ding, ding. Something is wrong. So wrapping up on this uh, episode of a healthy relationship, it says, what made our marriage have What made my marriage healthy was that my husband made sure he made time every day Week and that was the Friday night special. Every Friday night, we went out to dinner, and we still practice that as of today. He would pick different restaurants. And one thing about my husband, when my I think Rachel was maybe two or three, and I think Jesse was maybe six, he said, Dress up. Everybody dressed up. And I said, okay. He said, I'm going to take you to the tobacco company. Back in the day was this upscale restaurant downtown. So they saw us come in. We were all dressed up. And I remember we went to the tip top of the tobacco company. And the man says, um, he put us in this special booth. And I mean, I felt like a queen that day. <laughs> and Rachel was so cute. She had a little crippling dress on. And and we had the plate. And I said, "Jessica, make sure you pick up the right fork. Mm-hmm. And I taught him the right fork to use, the right knife to use. And and everybody was like, oh your, your family is so polite. And, and so loving. And everybody was just staring at us and said, <laughs> oh, my Lord, you know. They just thought we had all this money. But my husband said, I want my family to be exposed to the best. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Even in a marriage, I, you got to make time for one another. But always make sure your family is treated with the best. And another thing that my husband did was we went on family vacation every year. He would save his little pennies, dollars, but every year we would say, Where are we going? Where are we going? I remember one time we had went to Disney World, mm-hmm. I guess maybe a Disneyland, Disney World. I think world. we went about we went to four, world,
0: Florida.
1: Yeah. I think we went there about four times. <laughs> and, and they had said my kids said, Oh, I don't wanna go back to Disney World again. <laughs> I don't remember that. But right, right, Jesse that. was like, you know That was probably Jesse. That was Jesse. It's because like, we had went, but my husband believed in exposure and and I thank God for that. But as of today, my tr- children travel all over the world because it starts As a family, when they're young, but you got to learn how to spend quality time with your family. And there is no excuse because Mm -hmm. of the fact that we're stuck in behind closed doors. Uh, We don't have nothing but time. Instead of making this miserable, thank God for the quality time Mm -hmm. you are spending with your loved ones. Many couples need to be open and honest with each other. Couples are hurting every day. Some people can't deal with the closeness. You know, and a lot of abuse is going on. But it should not be. When you have abuse in a relationship, that means that marriage was unequally yoked early on. It just didn't start. But when you lock them doors... On people, the worst come out of people. When they don't have a foundation in God, the worst come out. But this is a moment now, I think, that we all need to find ourselves, get to know one another, and spend quality time uh, with each other. And it says, have you ever asked your mate, What's your dreams? What do you really want to do? How can I make this relationship better? Be supportive towards one another, and I think a lot of times we don't we don't ask. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't ask. What are you dealing with? What what's your dreams? And I know Rachel, we were talking about when dating how. There are some relationships that they're not balanced. Mm-hmm. Your, your dream is to be this, another person's dream is to be that, but nobody is supporting
0: one another on their dreams. Right. And I and I think that's what like me and my friend were talking about when I was talking about his relationship, and I was like, this is a good relationship because she has dreams, she has her own things. And you are supportive of those dreams, and it's vice versa for him. Right. Like he has dreams, um, you know, to become this professional engineer, and she is supporting him and encouraging him. So, like you said, it's very important to have those discussions early on, and not ten years down the line. And and uh, Josephine is upset because she regrets having kids and not and not pursuing her dreams that she had. Before they got married and before they have kids. So it's important to, like we said, communicate, express your feelings, and get everything, lay everything out on the table before you go down the aisle. Right. And stop judging and start praying for
1: one another. God wants to be in the center of every relationship, He wants to be in the center of every marriage. You know that marriage is ordained by God. It says, how can you have a healthy relationship without God? In Ephesians um, chapter four, verses thirty-one thirty-two it says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be what kind to one another? Tender hearted, O oh Lord, forgiving one another. Just as God in Christ forgave you. Some marriages still have God, but they are so bitter and selfish with one another. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 13 and 20, He who walks with wise men will be wise,
0: but the companion of fools will be destroyed. I think that's a key scripture just because... You have to have mentors and you have to have people that you look up to that you can get wisdom from as well. And sometimes you can't put all your energy in those people. You got to research and read and find out for yourself as well. Yep.
1: Scriptures breaks it down by saying, but he who associates with with self-confident fools is a fool himself. And shall smart for it. we have to be very careful who we hang around with. I know there are a lot of women out there who men have made them fools, and a lot of good men out there in which women have made them feel like a fool. <laughs> so what's the problem? I can't deal with the past hurts. I have so many insecurities. I don't have enough money. And I want my space. All you have to, all this is, is a bunch of excuses. If you love a person Mm -hmm. and you truly love a person, I believe you should marry that person. Amen? (laughs) And as Mother's Day is about to come, Everybody that's a mother, these fathers need to support women that have given birth to children. Because children are a blessing from the Lord, and we need to honor women. Men, Father's Day is coming up, but I'll do another um, episode regarding fathers. But, you know, just thank God... um, For health
0: healthy relationships. Go ahead, Ray. All right. So just to sum up everything that we have talked about, we gave y'all seven points for a healthy relationship. So the first one was love. So do not take anyone for granted. Make sure you give your all to every type of relationship. Even if it's somebody that you haven't talked to for 20 years, now is the time to forgive and let go. and try to make steps to love that person again. Number two is commitment. So make sure that you are staying committed in your relationship. If you are in an exclusive relationship, that you're you're staying committed to that one person. Or if you're in a marriage, you're staying committed to that one person. The third point is trust. Y'all, we have to let go of the past. Um, don't bring others... And two, when you have issues with your marriage or with your relationship, try to solve your issues with that person and focus on trusting that person. And it is also good to always, if you want to discuss it, yeah, okay, you might discuss it with your friends. But if they're the type of friend that's going to gossip to other people, then you don't need to do that. So you can always think about a therapist, a counselor, or your, or your pastor if you're having issues. Uh, the fourth one is good communication. Don't keep secrets. Whatever's in the du- in the dark will always come to the light. Always try to express your thoughts and feelings, find common ground, and don't and sometimes you have to compromise. Uh, in a relationship or in a marriage, there's always give and take, but don't feel like that you're you should not be the only one always compromising. Uh, the fifth one is patience. Make sure you take time for each other. Number six is honesty. Always try to keep your promises. And the last one is respect. You can't remember that you cannot change that person. Only God can change that person. So just try to learn to respect others. And before we close out, we're just going to have my mom pray out.
1: Well, bless God. We just thank you, Lord. We are a mother duo, daughter duo. Just try and bring inspiration to your souls. And we just thank God. We just pray for healing. Oh, Lord, right now over relationships in the name of Jesus. We just plead the blood of Jesus over everyone that's out there dating. That's everyone that's out there hurting. We just Pray, God, that somebody got a breakthrough today. We just pray that these points will help people to be patient on their jobs. We just pray that people will just be open when they are hurting. We just pray, God, for open communication. But most of all, God, if you don't know how to pray, just call out the name of Jesus To say, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me to be that better person. Help me to be the king. Help me to be the queen that I need to be. And if there's someone seeking, begin to write down what you want in a mate. Pray over it, what you want. And this is your season. Everything is a time, everything is a season, and God will answer prayers. We love you, and we thank you for being good listeners, and we just pray nothing but the best. In the name
0: of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, so before we close out, we always do... A song of the week, and this week is gonna be all right by Mally Music. We love you. I'm Ray. I'm Mama Mayo and we will see you next time.
1: today peace all
0: que eso me voy a escuchar,